Hi, and welcome to another episode of IoT This Week. I'm your host, Craig Smith. It is July 12th, 2015, so let's get started. So before we get into the news, I wanted to let everybody know that I've put a list of IoT, Internet of Things articles out on uh, sharedli.st, shared list. Um, and it's something I've been experimenting with, uh, with trying to um, glean the content I really wanted to look at and read and talk about in the podcast from my uh, Feedly account. So basically what I've done is pull all the articles that I found of interest from Feedly and then pull those into Pocket and tag those as IoT. And then at that point, I'm using shared shared list to actually make those publicly available, all the articles that I've tagged as IoT, and many of those articles we'll be talking about in the podcast. Some we won't, but either way, they're still articles of interest as far as Internet of Things goes. So you can find that uh, list at http colon forward slash forward slash sharedli.st forward slash Craig Z28. That's C-R-A-I-G-Z28, Craig Z28. So that link is available in the show notes. So have a look at that list and you'll see all of the articles that we either talk about during the podcast or other articles that may be of interest to you. Okay, so the first news item we want to talk about today is mergers and acquisition related. So according to the article, it looks like 39 Internet of Things related companies have been acquired um, thus far in 2015, with $14.8 billion spent on those acquisitions. And it looks like most of those acquisitions are semiconductor related. And then just some numbers from 2014, it looks like the merger and acquisition spending increased 40 fold, 40 fold from 2013's level uh, to $14.3 billion, and that's in 2014. All right, so the next article we want to talk about real quick or mention is an article where they did some analysis, which was pretty interesting, on Kickstarter crowdfunding um, IoT platforms. So they did this analysis on various IoT projects currently in Kickstarter and those that had been funded and some that were successful and some that were unsuccessful. But anyway, one of the interesting numbers that came out of the um, analysis that that was done in this article was the success rate of the uh, IoT projects in Kickstarter. So one of the things they noted was all projects for Kickstarter, the success rate's about 37.5%. Technology projects, the success rate's about 21%. And then for IoT projects, the success rate is actually 44%. So that's really good news for any of the uh, Kickstarter-funded IoT projects going through right now. All right, so the next article uh, is about the Shodan search engine. So if you're not familiar with the uh, search engine by John Matherly, I would definitely go take a look at that and just go into Google and do a search for Shodan and you'll uh, find the link for it. But in addition to the normal devices that, or the usual devices that Shodan finds in its uh, search engine, It's also now looking for all of the Internet of Things devices that are connected out there. 
So it's finding these devices by looking at uh, mostly like at banner information and, and so forth and fingerprints from these various devices. But anyway, as these devices get more popular and are connected to the internet, these devices are going to actually show up more and more in the Showdown search engine. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, people find and then the um, various various devices that are out there and you know seeing what people actually do with that information such as logging in the devices or trying to hacking, hack the devices or whatever they might do. And then the next article we will talk about is an article where various executives from companies like Philips and Legrand and Schneider Electric and so forth put together a round table where they discuss the Internet of Things and potential um, job, job opportunities and the creation of jobs uh, as it as it relates to IoT, so one of the things they mentioned was that you can obviously one of the things with IoT is automating processes. So you can automate processes, um, but at the end of the day, they mentioned that someone still needs to be programming that automation. So their kind of their their outlook for Internet of Things and the number of jobs it'll create is that they, they're saying that we'll need four and a half million developers just for IoT alone. So that'll be pretty interesting if that pans out and then there's like this huge increase for the uh, number of developers um, as, it, as it relates to uh, IoT. So one of the interesting articles this week involves the Internet of Things and how most of the news you see and the discussions going on about the Internet of Things relates to the enterprise and the corporation. And the, the article talks about how <clears throat> we're kind of leaving out the consumer as part of this discussion and that's and how that's a big mistake. Because really when you, you know, we, when the enterprises talk about all this data collection, like all this IoT data is getting put into, you know, into the cloud and so forth, Really, all that data is, is coming from devices purchased by consumers. So whether it's a smart TV or a thermostat or a smart appliance or whatever, all this data and everything that the enterprises and corporations are talking about is actually coming from consumer-bought devices that's generating all this data. So really, when you talk about the Internet of Things, it really isn't just about the enterprise and corporation and all the data these, you know, enterprises may be holding in the cloud and so forth, it really does need to be, the consumer does need to be brought into the discussion because the, the consumer is actually one that's kind of creating all this data that's getting put in the cloud and being held by enterprises. So it's a pretty interesting, interesting article. And then the last thing we'll bring up under the uh, news-related items is a site that I actually came across last week which is actually pretty interesting. So it's a wiki for call for papers for various conferences. So you can actually go have a look at that. It's wikicfp.com, and you can do a search for different, different things. So like if you do a search for IoT, it'll bring up various um, IoT-related conferences. Now, one of the things we did notice is that while it has tons of conferences in there, they seem to be uh, <clears throat> more academic-related rather than some of the normal like security conference you security conferences um, you would think about so like for Black Hat and DefCon and, and those sort of conferences they don't really have those in there so I don't know if that's just the lack of the folks from those various conferences not putting them in there or if they're being excluded or whatever but anyways but it's a pretty it's a pretty big list of call for papers so 
it's actually not bad to look at and you know see if there's any of these conferences you might be attending so that you can uh, get papers in and then the next thing we'll talk about under the security and privacy section um, so it's kind of a news article um, but it still it involves uh, security and so forth so I figured I'd bring it up here um, so the article talks about how the current flaws that have been discovered in IoT it hasn't really been that impactful yet as far as any kind of exploitation goes so we haven't seen the kind of mass exploitation um, as we've seen in like some of the home routers and so forth where vulnerabilities are found then you have like tens of thousands of routers and so forth being vulnerable and you know potentially um, hacked into and taken advantage of but I think as the number of IoT devices grows, obviously, so if we get some popular IoT device out there, so like smartwatches or TVs or whatever, and it has a huge vulnerability in it, then we may actually see some huge impact from um, IoT flaws. So, I mean, as things go, as, as devices get more popular and they have a flaw and hackers find out about it, then those those devices become targets and then at that point it's really going to be impactful on the same magnitude as like you would see for like home routers and so forth and then just a couple other things to mention uh, <clears throat> as you know i'm one of the project leaders for the uh, owasp internet of things top 10 so we've actually done some updating for the month um, we've add, added a few talks and we've also updated the conference section so have a look at that if you're looking for any upcoming um, IoT conferences that you might want to attend in your area. And again, there's also, we pull a lot of this data from a site called iotevents.org, which has many um, different IoT events and so forth um, that'll be coming up in the various locations. And then the one other thing I want to mention too, um, something else to add, kind of add to your IoT testing toolkit um, is BT Crawler, so that's Bluetooth Crawler. And it's an application that uh, discovers Bluetooth devices and the services they provide. So have a look at that if you want an additional tool so that you can actually look into Bluetooth and you know kind of see what's going on and see, see what's happening with it. All right, so the next thing we'll talk about and go through real quick is conferences in July. So these are IoT-related conferences. So I've just got a handful of these here, and I'll just read through them real quick. So there's one called uh, Naughty Objects MIT Media Lab Summit, and that's in Boston, um, U.S. on July 15th and 16th. And then there's the Internet, Internet of Things Chicago, uh, which is obviously in Chicago, U.S. on July 17th. Uh, the next one's called App Nation Internet of Things IoT Summit in Santa Clara, U.S. So that's on July 20th and 21st. And then, of course, two of the ones I'll be attending um, at the beginning of August. So there's Black Hat USA, which is in Vegas on August 1st through the 6th. And then there's also media immediately after Black Hat is, of course, DEF CON, uh, which they'll have actually the IoT Hacking Village, which will be very interesting. And then just a few things to mention as far as different things you can do to learn about the Internet of Things. So there's the Raspberry Pi 2 um, and loading Windows 10 IoT core on that and experimenting. Um, as I mentioned just a minute ago, there's DEF CON 23 and IoT Hacking Village. And then, of course, there's some training at Black Hat 
um, in Vegas that I'll be attending, which should probably be interesting. A lot of folks, and those are embedded device security assessments for the rest of us. And then the other class that uh, that's IoT related that looks interesting is also called Offensive Internet of Things IoT Exploitation. And then finally, just a couple of uh, IoT talks that I know about. Um, so Daniel Meisler, who's one of the other project leaders for the OWASP IoT Top 10, he'll be giving some IoT-related uh, presentations at DEF CON in Vegas uh, at the beginning of August. And then he'll also be giving a presentation at HUSECCON in October um, on the topic of IoT testing methodology. So look forward to uh, those couple of presentations. So that is the podcast for this week. Uh, feel free to leave a comment on the website itself, iotthisweek.com, or you can also um, send an email to podcast at iotthisweek.com for any comments or questions you might have had on the podcast. I'm Craig Smith, and have a great week.